counties with news, information, ideas, events, goods, and services on newsstands Thursdays and on the web at waldo.villagesoup.com. About 30 seconds before the hour, or actually 30 seconds, a minute and a half before the hour. Um, and it's time to give you a little bit of information about the forecast that we have looking at us uh, this evening and tomorrow. This afternoon, slight chance of rain after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 43. We're at uh, 38 here in East Orland right now. Northeast winds around 8 miles an hour. Chance of precipitation is 20%. Tonight, rain mainly after 8 p.m., a low around 39. East winds 10 to 16. Chance of precipitation is 100%. We're going to get something between a half and three quarters of an inch tonight. And Thursday, rain likely before noon. And then a chance of showers between noon and 3 p.m. And a highs around 46. And uh, east winds are 9 to 18, becoming northwest in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. Thursday night, mostly cloudy. You're listening to WERU-FM 89.9 in Blue Hill, 99.9 in Bangor, and all over the place at WERU.org. We're a voice of many voices. We are volunteer-powered, and we are listener-supported. Thank you very much. 469-6600 during the day. Give us a call. Support us. We need to have you on our team. Stay tuned for Main Currents. And this is Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture for Wednesday, November 30th, 2016. I'm Amy Brown. Today on Maine Currents, where do we go from here? How local groups and individuals are responding to Trump's election and preparing for what's to come. The election of Donald Trump and the people he has selected for top governmental positions so far has many people alarmed. Today we're going to talk about those concerns, but also about what people in our community are doing to address them, both politically and personally. Are you worried about a Trump presidency? What are you going to do about it? Call in and let us know. We'll start taking calls right after my guests introduce themselves at 469-0500. 469-0500 is a call-in line. And uh, first, we're going to have introduction of the guests here in the studio, starting with Karen. My name's Karen Mary's daughter. I work for the Peace and Justice Center of Eastern Maine, which is based in Bangor. And our mission is to offer an analysis in the community of how all sorts of different issues related to peace, justice, and the environment are linked together. It's all interconnected. And then to facilitate communication and collaboration between all sorts of different groups in the community. Thanks, Karen. Mm-hmm. Jane. Um, I'm Jane Crozen. I live in Penobscot with my husband, Richard. Um, Growing up in Maine after college, I spent several years at the Finhorn community in Scotland, where I discovered both a spiritual home and publishing as a way to earn a living. For the past 30 years, I've been self-employed as a map maker and freelance editor working for Wooden Boat and other publishers. My love of nature and place are deeply rooted in Maine's landscape. As I've become more aware of forces threatening down East Maine's traditional culture and environment, such as the proposed East-West Corridor, I have felt called to activism in the form of public outreach, writing letters, op-eds, and working on legislation in Augusta. Thanks. I'm Jennifer Riefler, and I'm a recently retired science teacher from MDI, but I live on Verona Island. Um, I have mostly been involved in environmental issues. I'm 
a longtime volunteer with Great Pond Mountain Conservation Trust. Um, and I did decide to get political this fall by volunteering <laughs> for the Hillary campaign and the Get Out the Vote. Great. Um, Thanks for joining us, all three of you. And we invite mm-hmm. listeners to call in at any point that you want. We'll also be joined about 20 after 4 by Susan Dixon-Smith, who's working on some ally work here, and she'll be telling us about that as well. But we invite anyone to call in and let us know what your reaction is to the Trump presidency, what your plans are for dealing with things, and uh, just how you're doing, Four six nine zero five hundred. Also, we had a Giving Tuesday call-in show uh, twice yesterday, and even though we did two hours of it, there were people who didn't get through. If you're one of those groups and somehow your work is connected with, um, and I think probably a lot of the groups fall in this category with community building and moving forward, give us a call and talk about your organization as well. You're welcome to do that. I think um, probably most of those groups would fit in that category that could be tied into this conversation. So before we, uh, as we're waiting for phone calls to come in at four six nine zero five hundred, I want to ask, put that question to all of, to all of you. What was your reaction when you heard that Trump was elected, and uh, have you had any um, concerns or reactions to people he's been appointing to be his close advisors and to cabinet positions? Uh, we're going to start with Karen. They're nodding at Karen, so we're going to start with Karen, Mary's daughter. Again. Well, I broke down and cried for quite a while the the morning of November 9th. Um, well, it seems like an unmitigated disaster. And someone asked me the other day, what are you most concerned about? I said, it's a rotating concern wheel. You know, right this moment, it may be what's going to happen to education, then it's the environment, then it's women, then it's people of color. It just, depending on what's up in the news, that's what seems to be my primary concern at the moment. That said, no matter who had been elected, we clearly have a major split in our country. And this reveals it very, very starkly and unfortunately puts people in power who can uh, affect all of us in some pretty drastic ways, including, I would say, probably the majority of people who voted for Donald Trump. I think it's really important that we all remember that most of us are the 99%, and it's the 1% that really is the serious problem here, and, and not turn on one another. I've been very concerned about the level of... of Blame that I think is a response to people being very fearful. But um, having us all at one another's throats will not help the situation and only makes it easier for those with political and economic power to maintain that level of power. I have known for a long time that the best way for me to feel hopeful is to be an activist. So that's what I'm continuing to do. All right. Jane, you're up on deck, but we're going to pause for a second and uh, let you take a break there and talk to Tony in Brooklyn is on the line. He called 4690500. Welcome to Maine Currents, Tony. Oh, hello. Hello. Thank you for having this program. Uh, after the election, I, I did attend uh, several gatherings in response to the uh, results of the elections, and my experience of uh, of the situation was that uh, it caused a lot of people to come together uh, and, uh, in a sense, forming community. 
And subsequently, the situation at Standing Rock has provided a direction for a lot of that uh, community organization. So uh, that's basically, uh, you know, my comment. All right. Thanks for calling, Tony. You're Pre welcome. Appreciate Thanks. that. And again, the phone number is 4690500. If you'd like to join us, Jane Crozen, mm -hmm. you're up next. You're... I it kind of started on Election Day. I just had this foreboding sense. It reminded me of 9-11. It was a perfect, beautiful day. And I went for a hike with a friend, which was the same thing. But anyway, the next day, hearing the news, it was almost a, a punch-in-the-stomach feeling of shock, really not expecting it. So it took took a took a few days to sort of sink in and get past that, and I think the thing that has helped me the most is um, reaching out to local groups that I feel um, share common values, like um, the Reversing Falls Sanctuary in our Natural Resources Council of Maine. Um, and, and the, the folks involved with the Stop the Corridor Coalition. There, there are established networks and email, email messages that go out, and it's just reassuring to um, filter information through trusted um, groups. And also I have uh, gone to a couple of meetings of a new little gr loosely affiliated group of um, concerned local citizens that's begun meeting in Blue Hill, every few weeks at the Blue Hill Library. And we don't have a name um, or an agenda, but um, it's been really good to sit in a group and share and brainstorm and vent and try to get a, a constructive grip on it. Great. Thank you. Um, Jennifer. Yeah, so um, that morning I sat back down in my bed and I cried. And then by the evening, I'm an action person, and by the evening, I reached out and emailed my women friends and um, realized I really needed to think constructively. <laughs> and what's been on my mind ever since has been our state of Maine, that we can protect ourselves and that we have all kinds of opportunities here. And one of the ones that's been occurring to me is that in two years, we are going to have a new governor. And it would be great if we could find a progressive governor candidate, non-party affiliated with ranked choice voting, that we could all get behind. And it just seems like there's opportunities like that out there. So um, how do I been taking care of myself looking for those opportunities? Um, if there's time, I wanted to read something. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We have a call coming in. We'll take that after you're done. Okay. So um, the Sun Magazine did an interview of Ralph Nader, old political hand, in August before the election. And um, he has a lot good to say. And one of the things he wrote in this is that any movement needs to be a coalition of left and right. That's what scares the politicians. When conservatives and liberals walk in together, senators turn pale. If a liberal comes in, they still have the conservatives. If a conservative comes in, they still have the liberals. They know how to divide and conquer, but that strategy won't work against a left-right coalition. Mm -hmm. And many of the issues he took on, such as consumer safety, uh, didn't have a political agenda. Right. So, it was, you know, to me, that's hopeful. 
Let's definitely talk more about that. We're going to go to Brad in Surrey. The number is 4690500 if you'd like to join us on Main Currents. Welcome, Brad. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. The sky isn't falling. Everything's going to be okay. Times like this, I've lived through them many times. Uh, it's like it's when it's when we get going. Okay, it's when we, we gear up, you know. Uh, not that we haven't done a lot during the Obama administration. We have. Uh, but a lot needs to be done, and we can do it very easily. Now, I remember when the president uh, got elected, I got a letter in the mail that said I had to go and, and kill people in a foreign land that I never heard of. So you don't have it that bad. And then there was a guy in the past there. His, his name was Rove there. I mean, we're talking about deviant people. He started a war. They were still fighting. I mean, that's crazy. It's insane, okay? Uh, the sky isn't falling. Get to work. Read uh, Ralph Nader's book and read Bernie's book. They'll show you the way. Now, Bernie's been saying that. I saw Bernie that got in college 40 years ago saying the same stuff, and it got us through some hard times. But just, you know, you seem to be uh, a, a kind of obsessed with this, uh, with this Trump boogeyman thing. He's just a politician, for Christ's sake. But he's a businessman. You know, why cheat steel? Brad, what do go. you think about the people that he's appointed, like Jeff Sessions and Steve Bannon? Jeff Sessions, who said that he was okay with the KKK until he found out that some of them smoked pot. Uh, Steve Bannon, who's associated with the alt-right. Yep. If we, as and all of us who are here in the room right now, are, are mm-hmm. white, are comfortable, but people of color, there are a lot of people who have a lot of concerns. Well, I, I, uh, I've been involved. I'm a jazz musician. I've been involved in the black community for for just about 50 years now and uh, kind of grew up in it and stuff. And uh, they didn't vote. They didn't care. They got their own war going on. They got their thing happening, you know. Uh, I mean, you read the news. You know what's going on. And uh, it's – but that's that, – that then, again, that's a whole different subject. I mean, uh, the black kids getting killed by white cops, yeah, that's happening, and black cops. But then there's getting – you know, then there's white and black cops getting knocked off by – you know, so it's like that's stuff that's uh, – going to be under control, but it comes out of this fear factor in society. And people, and of course, the, the, uh, oh, there's so many things wrong with America. So it's time to get going. What do I think about the people he's appointed? Uh, it's appalling. Remember when George Wallace, uh, Jesus, it's like, we've been through this before. Politicians are politicians. I'm a jazz musician. We usually don't get involved in politics. But all my friends, who are mostly young, are very upset. I'm like, well, what you do is you just get going. Now, I got a email the other day, Vietnam Veterans Against War. We don't call it Vietnam Veterans Against the War anymore. And uh, it's like a call to go to, you know, to go to uh, Standing Rock. And uh, they say we have to have uh, this uh, ear protection for guns, and we have to have uh, armor, so I immediately called all my old vet friends, and nobody has any armor, so that's like 300 bucks. So you get a call to do it. I took an oath when I was a kid to protect this country, enemies foreign and domestic. And when an elder chief calls veterans to protect his people, this is what we do, see? So now they got a, a, there's a blizzard there now. So, and I got a pretty bad back. What am I going to do? I'm going to get in. I guess they got like 750 grand already from this fund me stuff. And it's like, uh, 
what am I going to do? Am I going to go there in the freezing snow and uh, and wear body armor so we can uh, be the front line so the, so the good people don't don't get hurt? Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I have to do. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they sent me to Vietnam for Christ's sake, and and it's like I I questioned it. I almost went to Canada, but I went. So and what I'm hearing you say, Brad, is that regardless of who's in government, people just take action and do the right thing on your own? Exactly. That's the main point I was trying to make. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your call. So, again, the phone number is 469-0500 if you'd like to join us on WERU's main Currents today. We're talking about the election of Trump, his subsequent appointees, the direction we think things are going in, how you feel about it, what people are doing about it. Any reaction from those of you here in the room to what Brad had to say? I would agree with him that we need to get the focus off of Trump. Mm -hmm. Really, the things we need to do are the things we've been needing to do for a long, long time. And there are many groups out there already doing that work. And I would encourage people, if you're involved with those groups, think about how you can step up your support, your participation. If you're not involved, find out what's already happening in your community and go and join them. Um, And I'm much more interested in, in... what we're for rather than who or what we're against. Uh, And I don't want to dissipate a lot of energy uh, focusing on the bad guys, but more to build the alliances. I like the quote from um, Ralph Nader. I think that was excellent about the coalitions. Fred from Tenants Harbor, welcome to Maine Currents. Thank you, thank you. Um, Yeah, I I woke up to the news and I was horrified and went through all, went through lots of stages up, down. And I'm a spiritual person. And uh, for me, if I'm doing the Course in Miracles, is one of the spiritual paths to uh, get you through, get you through the night. And uh, so it's the people who have Bannon, Sessions, et cetera, people he's picking, god-awful. You know, we got through W, got through, uh, you know, others. And uh, I uh, thank you for the program. I'm getting through. And uh, I got uh, I got a, a bunch of uh, friends, a group, uh, helping me. And uh, so uh, we do what we can, and uh, it's, a, it's quite a race. Thanks. Thanks for the show. Thanks for calling. Uh, Fred, and let's take one more call from Ann, and then we'll pause and uh, have our guests here in the studio weigh in. Ann from Brooksville. Yes. Hi, Amy, and uh, thanks for having uh, this uh, topic. So I'm from Brooksville and part of Reversing False Sanctuary, and what we try to do in our building of community is to connect the dots of what's happening. And a lot of the dots seem to spring from violence whether we're talking about poverty and Black Lives Matter, whether we're talking about war, whether we're talking about desecration of the environment, there, is, there are these seeds of violence which probably go back to the beginnings of our country and the genocide of Native Americans and then the slavery situation that we have never looked at, that we have never acknowledged, that we have never made any reparations for. So as we try to do the next right thing, regardless of who is in power, we are trying to always come from a place of nonviolence. And I'm so grateful that the people at Standing Rock are modeling this for us. 
and that the prophecy of Chief Crazy Horse from the 19th century about his people, the indigenous people, coming together at this time in history to teach the rest of us how to care for Mother Earth may finally be happening. So I thank everybody for all that you're doing. Thank you for your call, Anne. And I know I said we're going to hear from our uh, folks here in the studio, but we're actually, before we do that, we have one more caller to go to. We uh, Actually, we've called out to Susan Dixon-Smith, who couldn't be with us here in the studio, but she is working, doing some anti-racism organizing in the Ellsworth area. Welcome, Susan. What, what Tell us about your group. Hey, thank you for having me, Amy. So I am organizing Eastern Maine for Racial Justice, we meet monthly in Ellsworth. Uh, we have been meeting at the UU Church. We have um, something exciting coming up this coming weekend. We are hosting a Maine Wabanaki Reach Ally Training. This is for non-Indigenous people who want to learn about the history, really the history of, of um, the genocide, essentially, culturally, of um, the Wabanaki people here in Maine and what we can do to stand with the Wabanaki. So that's coming up on December 3rd. We are um, doing some other things coming up. Uh, we're planning a visit to the Islamic Center of Maine, um, which is in Orono. We're getting started with a knit-in for Standing Rock, um, knitting hats, mittens, uh, neck warmers for the water protectors. We're hoping to talk to the Grand about a film series. We would love to organize a film series um, dealing with diversity. So there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. I would love to invite people to come to our next meeting, which is Tuesday, December 6th. It'll be at 7 p.m. at the UU Church of Ellsworth. That's at 121 Bucksport Road in Ellsworth. As you're heading out of town toward WERU, um, we meet in the whale room. So if you come into the church and hang a left, go through the big room full of tables, go through a set of doors, and there we are on the left in the whale room. Um, if folks would like to learn more, you can go to our website, which is Emerge Maine, E-M-E-R-J Maine dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Or you can email us at emergemain at gmail.com. And again, that's E-M-E-R-J-M-A-I-N-E. -E. Um, I was really encouraged. Uh, we met um, the day after the election, and five new folks showed up uh, just really ready to do something. Um, I think so many of us are outraged uh, and sickened by what's going on. Um, for people of color in this country. And uh, so we're about trying to um, educate the white community about racism and take action in solidarity with um, communities of color. So that's what we're doing. We want to give that website and email address one more time, Susan. Sure. Yeah, that's emergemain.weebly.com so e-m-e-r-j-m-a-i-n-e dot w-e-e-b-l-y dot com and email contact is emergemain at gmail.com so e-m-e-r-j-m-a-i-n-e at gmail.com Great. Thank you very much for calling. Thanks for having me. And uh we are going to uh, get to another call in just a moment, but I wanted to finally pause and have uh, the folks here in the studio 
weigh in if they'd like to. And also remind listeners of what you're listening to if you've just tuned in. This is WERU-FM. You're listening to Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. I'm Amy Brown, and my guests in the studio with me today are Karen Mary's daughter, uh, Jane Crozen, and Stephanie Riefler, or Jennifer Riefler, if I'm pronouncing Riefler correctly. And uh, we are talking about Trump's election, the aftermath, what people are doing politically and personally uh, as a result of that. And before we move on to another caller, we've had several different points raised since the last checked in with you also. I wanted to see if there's anything that struck you that you wanted to weigh in on or respond to. Um, yes, this is Jennifer. Um, the connection between the Wabanaki and the Standing Rock Sioux is clearly important. And when you look at it from the point of view of both are sovereign nations that aren't being respected as sovereign nations, and both are deeply concerned with water quality. Um, so here in Maine, by supporting our local sovereign nations, we are also supporting the same issues that are going on at Standing Rock. Mm. Right. Uh, yep, making the, not quite global, but bringing it home here to Maine. I mean, there are uh, reports that that camp's going to be shut down soon, that they'll be, you know, getting, asking everybody to leave or arresting them. No one knows for sure how much longer things are going to be going on at Standing Rock or what's going to happen out there. But if it does carry over into the Trump administration, things might be different in terms of how things are handled. Uh, Stephanie from Farmington, welcome to Maine Currents. Hi. Hi. Thank you for asking me to speak today. Um, my name's so, Stephanie, and I created a group called uh, Maine Stand Up, Be Heard. Um, it's actually a Facebook group, and it was in response to the election results. Um, a lot of people felt really angry and passionate and wanted to channel um, this negativity into something positive. And so our group basically um, is shares events that's happening across the state with each other, um, different petitions, all very peacefully. Um, the group is purpose is to stay peaceful um, but stand up and be heard um, in addition to this we um, that there's going to be a march on DC I'm sure everyone has heard um, the March on DC January 21st um, a lot of Mainers are not able to make it to DC um, financially or the trip is just rough and so what we did was um, myself and another small group of coordinators from our um, Facebook group decided to organize a rally here in Augusta, Maine on January 21st right at the State House um, at 10 a.m. so that Mainers could feel like they could be heard and also participate. So what you're referring to is uh, what was originally called the Million Women's March and then it got changed, the name was changed to the Women's March on Washington. And it's not just Correct. women, but it's sort of a women-led event that's taking place the day after the inauguration. So there's going to be a corresponding event in Augusta as well? Yes, that's correct. And everyone who supports women's rights are welcome. It's not just about women's rights. It's about people with disabilities. Um, it's about families. It's about people of color, immigrants, um, the LGBTQ community, religious communities. We want to show support for the different groups that are feeling almost attacked or threatened by the upcoming administration. Um, they feel like they've been demonized, insulted, maybe. And we want to show that we're them, we're standing up with them, um, and we're not going to just let, you know, um, this new administration come in and take away our rights or violate um, our rights as Americans. How can people get in touch with you, Stephanie, or where can they find the Facebook page for this event? 
So you can either um, email me. Um, this is me and my other um, coordinator. It's um, mainstandupbeheard at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook event. You can search it. It's Women's March on Augusta. And we also have our Facebook group, which is Stand Up Be Heard Maine. All right. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Let's take one more call and then we'll, uh, oh, Jane. Well, I just wanted to say, um, <coughs> speaking of rallies in Augusta, every January, um, this, this coming January, it's going to be January 4th, the Rally of Unity in Augusta is mm -hmm. always well worth going to. It's the opening day of the new legislative session. And um, I've been involved in a couple of, of the legislative sessions. And that's kind of where, where the rubber meets the road here in Maine, is, is working on bills and, and um, right. testifying. and. And that rally of unity, the first couple of years it happened, there were hundreds of people there. Last year, it was really kind of petered out a little bit. I wonder mm. if this year it's going to bring a oh. lot more people back to the state house. I bet it will. It's sort of a kickoff of the legislative session with everyone just kind of coming out and saying, mm -hmm. don't forget about us. We're not lobbyists, but we're still here. Kind of. And, and there are always speakers right. um, from 9 to 1. All right. Uh, Yo, welcome to the program. Good evening. This is Yo in Tremont. I have observed a lot of anguished pearl clutching about the shock of the election results, but all of it is emotional projection because the president-elect has yet to commit the kinds of high crimes and misdemeanors committed by the Nobel Peace Laureate in the off-White House. It certainly isn't the first time a fascist demagogue was duly elected, and after all, the president is not expected to be nice. Why not give the new guy a chance? People who don't approve of what they think about him, instead of crying about it, should get in touch with him and let him know their concerns. With a new administration, everything is up in the air, creating an opportunity for significant change, if anyone is active enough to seize the day. Thank you for putting on this program, and thank you to everyone for supporting Community Radio. Thanks for your call, Yo. And, you know, do you ever wonder if each side just reads the propaganda from their side and gets themselves worked up into absolute, you know, uh, hysteria because of what we're reading? And, you know, is, where are we on the spectrum of, okay, this is 1930 and it's Germany, to, no, I'm just reading the propaganda from that reinforces my fears. Right, is there nothing to fear but fear itself? Or where are we at? What do you all think? I have to be concerned about having all three branches of government be under the control of one group, a group that at this point looks to be pretty flagrantly um, unconcerned with at least half our country. Um, so I don't think it's business as usual this time. Jane's nodding. <laughs> I don't have anything to add, but you agree. Well said, yeah. Okay. Well, I it's agree scary. that there's a lot of emotional projection going on. What I've uh, sensed is that anybody who's ever been bullied or exploited in any way and the perpetrator got away with it is now having a lot of feelings. Uh, we don't know yet what the new administration will do once they're in office. However, we do know the track record of um, the president-elect 
and the people that he is appointing. And in my opinion, that track record is simply not good. And I would be pleased to be miraculously surprised, but I think that's highly unlikely. So I think it's most likely they will continue to do the kinds of things that they've done. And again, that they will represent the the uh, agenda of the 1%, not of the rest of us 99%. Right, and the bullying is something that's been really unprecedented. The right. making fun of a disabled reporter, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, talking about sexually assaulting women mm-hmm. with impunity. Bill from Hamden, welcome to Maine Currents. Hi, um, just a comment. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look with an open mind on what uh, Trump will do, but I'm already looking at the cabinet appointments that he's made, and they're all troubling to me. Um, so just looking at two Wall Street people in charge of Treasury and Commerce, that's troubling. Uh, looking at Attorney um, General, all, all, I, I can't think of any. Uh, there are a few appointments that I think, okay, Nikki Haley, that might be okay. But she doesn't have much foreign policy experience, but, you know, that doesn't me that much but uh which concerns you the most done so far do you want to mention uh, michael flynn jeff sessions are two that people are really concerned about which which are the pointies are are you still there did we lose you bill okay so we've lost bill uh we're going to go ahead and take another call from brad is back from surrey welcome back brad i'm back how you doing my trail handle is Captain Groovy. Uh, anyways, I'll tell you, uh, you mentioned uh, Wounded, uh, not Wounded Knee, uh, Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. Wounded Knee was a long time ago. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, things are happening there. I, you didn't sound too clear, and you you don't know what's going on, right? Uh, no, we've been covering Standing Rock very extensively here, so we yeah, do have so a handle. you know that the, the deadline from the Army Corps of Engineers is the fifth. There's also been word that they may not enforce that, so that's well, the unclear Obama part. Well, Obama came out with a three-point uh, attack, and he, and, he, and he got it from the judicial, the, the Army Corps of Engineers, and the Department of Interior uh, to delay off, because that was private land. But somehow it, it's been waffled a little, and the cutoff uh, right now, the, the word I got is the fifth, is when uh, if the Army Corps of Engineers has got, like, you know, an eviction notice, than all the, the sheriff do there, which actually it's cost North Dakota $20 million to put down this riot. <laughs> I mean, is that the most absurd thing? They put out the word for all the yahoos in the Northwest to come out there to go against our people. But anyway, so we got the, the word that we have to muster there on the 3rd, by the latest, the 4th, for this because uh, they think there's going to be this eviction thing. And uh, I think that's going to take place then. But, of course, you know what happened yesterday, right? You know, I, I don't want to get too far into Standing Rock. Meredith will be covering that tomorrow on Radioactive. I do just want to say that, you know, some of the speculation that's gone on is that they also know that there's veterans groups heading that way. And yeah, if I was in that position, I probably would shut things down before they got there. Yeah, Not that I would ever be in that position. So but That's a lot of buses to so get us there. So there's a concern about that. But, it, but the, the, thing, uh, the most important thing is uh, Neil Young went there. And, and did a little video, okay? And you can see that online. 
and he sent a letter to the president. Now, that, that's a lot of weight for my generation, Neil Young, okay? And uh, I, I think the president's going to step in on this before the 5th. That's my prediction, all right? That's all right. the Standing Rock thing. That's, that's a lot of people are, are hoping that that's going to happen. Thank you for your call, Brad. We've got another call coming in, and <clears throat> excuse me, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Maine Currents on WERU. I apologize for my voice. Um, you can call and join the conversation, which is supposed to be about uh, Trump's election, his appointees, and how communities are responding to that at 4690500. We're touching on Standing Rock a little bit, too. That's really in the news, but I'm going to leave that primarily for uh, Radioactive tomorrow. Again, as I said, Meredith is, uh, has a show in the works for that coming up tomorrow on Radioactive at 4.30. And uh, let's take one more call and check back in with our panel here in the studio. Anita, welcome to the program. Take over. I can't talk anymore. Oh, my. Hi, Amy. It's Anita from uh, Belfast. And I want to call and talk about uh, an organization, um, a training organization, ConvergenceInstitute.net. That would be the website. And we do, um, we do training. We have a train-the-trainer model of an integrated approach that synthesizes social justice and um, personal growth and contemporary leadership. So one of the things we do is help break, uh, give skills for uh, breaking down this silence. And, and when you were speaking about the alt-right and the people who, uh, who are now making up the inner circle, just language, understanding and breaking down that fear of using white supremacist language. I've known, I know that in all the trainings I've done, anytime you that I would bring up white supremacy, there's such a silence in the room, and that, that's just all part of the, the fear and the discomfort we have um, as white people talking about systemic racism. And so that's what our training um, organization does, and we work with nonprofits, and um, we, myself and Betty Woodman, who is my um, co-facilitator, we, we cover quite a span of coming from both the profit and the nonprofit world. So, and I've been doing, um, looking at this issue of what it means to be white and what's the responsibility that we have to undo racism, um, because it is a white person's problem. So just part of the language is, is getting rid of this, stop calling it all right. I mean, it is a white supremacist cabinet that we have the makings of. And I think just getting some comfortability with that language and, and hearing Susan call in about the ally movement, there's so much ally work going on in the state of Maine. It's so exciting and encouraging. And I just feel hope that there is real sense of empowerment inside people today that I have never noticed as strongly as now. So, uh, again, if you want information, the other thing I want to say is that we are doing a, a leadership. Uh, it's called Just Lead. And it's a, a sustainable leadership model of social growth, social justice and personal growth model. And we would like 20 people to volunteer to do that with us. And we're doing it free in the first week of January. Details will be forthcoming. But select, um, if you're a leader of an organization or you're a leader on a board or you're a community leader in any capacity, uh, we'd like uh, 20 people to go through the training and really give us some some feedback um so 
How do people that, get in touch with you, Anita? Yes, you can call me at 207-214-5804. And the website is convergenceinstitute.net. Great. Thank you for calling. Thank you. And uh, we will at some point have Anita and her um, training partner in here to do a show. We're working on that. Someday we'll get, we'll get that going. Uh, checking back in with our panel here in the studio. Again, you're listening to Maine Currents here on WERU, and we've got guests here in the studio, and we're taking calls at 469-0500. Uh, just want to check back in with you. covered a lot of territory since the last time we did Karen Mary's Daughter. Yes, I just want to say that the Peace and Justice Center is organizing a couple of meetings in the Bangor area for people to talk about their responses to the election and what we might do together jointly because we had so many responses and people have their schedules we're going to do two sessions the first one will be thursday december 8th from 3 to 5 p.m at the peace and justice center which is at 96 harlow street suite 100 in bangor uh, practically across from the library the second session will be sunday december 11th from 1 to 3 p.m so we encourage anybody who wants to come in the greater Bangor area and talk about what we might do together to support existing initiatives or create new ones, please come join us. Has, this, uh, had the re- has the election had a sort of revitalizing kind of effect on the peace and justice community? Well, I think like most other groups, yes, we've had more people calling us and emailing us and um, offering to volunteer. So um, that's a good sign. And this uh, initiative to have sessions to discuss where to go came out of that. All right. Jane. Um, Jane Chris. Just about the, the most hopeful thing that came out of this election, and there wasn't a whole lot, <laughs> is, is the passage of the ranked choice voting um, referendum question, yeah, hear me. which really is a is a wonderful opportunity here in Maine to, for a better future, and I, and I think it's really important to do whatever's possible to to support that and make it work right. And Maine could set an example for the whole nation. But at the same time, the the little group that has started meeting in Blue Hill, we were brainstorming about um, more centrist candidates and and sort of um, putting out feelers with our current and reti- and past legislators to see if if someone is coming along who could be more of a centrist um, that everybody could find common ground with. How can people plug into that group in Blue Hill? Um, well, it doesn't have a name, but... Um, is it, there, it, are there people... It, like it sort of originated with Bonnie Preston, um, who heads up Alliance for Democracy, and Jan Carpenter also. Um, we sort of batted this around at the last meeting and just decided check the Blue Hill Library calendar listings for upcoming meetings of that group named to be something announced. kind of getting off the ground It's now. just getting off the ground. Before we take another call, Jennifer Riefler, did you have anything you want to add to this? And not right this moment. Okay. All right. So, Tony from Brooksville, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you. I, uh, in listening to the program, I'm just so impressed that so many people at the election results have galvanize so many people into action and so many groups forming and uh, it's energized people and I think somebody has used the word power it's empowering people to begin to act and I, I think it's a you know a wonderful wonderful uh, thing uh, I know one of my reactions to the election was oh my god there's so much work to be done uh, but uh, the reason I'm calling is m- 
uh, more to share an analysis. I'm trying to uh, understand how America uh, got to where it is uh, with so much uh, going wrong, in a sense, uh, which uh, you know was pointed to uh, very clearly by uh, Donald Trump. And what I think is go- going on is that we really have, rather than right and left, uh, that terminology and that dichotomy, I think, uh, forget that one, and start thinking in terms of worldviews. We have people with two radically different worldviews. Uh, one, where uh, the Earth is a uh, cornucopia, it's you know, to be uh, plundered, it's to be used for profit. Uh, and uh, the other worldview in which uh, things are, uh, it's all sacred, and uh, the life systems is all interconnectedness. Uh, and these are radically different uh, worldviews, and I think that's the clash that's taking place. But the important thing, as re- well as related to one of the callers that says, let's give uh, President-elect a chance, uh, which s- appeals to me, but at the same time, I'm very frightened by the kind of uh, reality check or reasoning or logic that uh, he uses or that he and many of his team employ, uh, the blatant disregard for science. I mean, I think that's very important if your leader is making decisions that are not objective, scientifically based. You're referring to climate change, of course. Uh, Climate change, but other. Uh, There are uh, certainly climate change. But it's more a, uh, what psychologists call a cognitive style, where you can make uh, assertions without the basis in fact. Uh, so you can make any statement, in, in a sense it's like nearly creating a reality. And when you have a blatant disregard for reality and science, it's very precarious uh, what kind of decisions you can make that are you know, very significant. So I just wanted to you know, get into play the concepts of worldview, the very different worldviews, and uh, the worldview as related to the interconnectedness of all living things and the sacredness of the earth and so forth is so well presented by Sherry Mitchell, uh, the Native American who's very active in Standing Rock. So thank you very much for taking this call. Great. Thank you for your call, Tony. Yeah, and there are people who say we live uh, that this is uh, evidence that we're moving into a post-truth era. I'm ahead, Jennifer. Um, a couple of things about that. Um, I read more than once that the Pentagon considers climate change a national security issue. Right. So that means that there's a lot of people currently in government that aren't elected who have a real understanding of what the real issues are in the world, and they're still going to be there under this new administration. Um, there is there is word, though, that Trump may replace people within NASA to defund NASA's climate science team, which does a lot of work with the satellites measuring the ice caps and so forth. So, There may be more resistance to that than, than we think, um, because there's an inertia that goes with these various agencies. Um, so that's one thing. And the other is that, you know, remember that in the state of Maine, conservation is 
a highly valued um, value uh, across Resource. all political across <clears throat> all political um, parts of the spectrum. And so, um, in this state, if we really concentrate on our own state and look at values that matter to everybody in this state, there are some really strong earth-centered values that matter to everybody. And that's reflected in the group that you're working with, Great Pond. Great Pond Mountain Conservation Trust is right across the spectrum, and these are all very conservation-minded people. Mm -hmm. Which brings us back again to the whole idea of getting past political labels and trying to work with people as your neighbors. As we talked with uh, the multi-partisan crew that we had in for months leading up to the election, people were finding that if they just talked to each other's people and tried to forget about those labels that they were connecting and the political someone a few callers back mentioned reframing things in terms of how we uh, look at things instead of the the party labels one of the concepts that people talked about a lot within that multi-partisan group was insiders versus outsiders the political insiders versus the political outsiders and a lot of trump's popularity coming from the same place that bernie sanders popularity came from and the people who voted for trump really believing that he was an outsider who would quote unquote drain the swamp uh, we haven't heard from anybody today i i don't think or at least who was identified as a trump supporter who believed that he would drain the swamp but uh, given the people that he's appointing, they are, you know, swamp dwellers, if you're going <laughs> to use that imagery. They're not exactly outsiders. So uh, do we have any other calls, John? Okay, so we have time for maybe one more phone call. If anybody else would like to call on Maine Currents here on WERU, the phone number is 469-0500. But that gives us time to go around the table. There are a lot of things that we um, have just lightly touched on and other things that you may want to talk about, those of you who are here in the studio. Uh, Karen, Mary's daughter, I'll start with you because you're nodding, so you get picked on first. Well, I think I want to just... Uh, focus on some of the positive things that I'm hearing that give me hope and hearten me. They're just these spontaneous actions. Uh, just a couple of days ago, a young woman in Bangor, in response to an uh, op-ed in the Bangor Daily News about keeping immigrants out of Maine, went and did a major chalk art project on the sidewalk in front of the Bangor Daily News. There's some great pictures in the BDN of her work. Andrea Simino is her name. And also the Islamic Center of Maine posted photographs. Uh, people in the community, neighbors there, had put sort of love notes all over the front of the Islamic Center. Thank you for being here. We're glad to have you part of our community. Uh, the brand-new mayor of Bangor, Joe Baldacci, his very first statement was, I see a Bangor that will never tolerate hatred, bigotry, discrimination, or prejudice. Not now, not ever. The University of Maine came out with a public statement to all the people in their community about uh, standing up for the safety and rights of everybody on campus. So these are things happening spontaneously um, in the state of Maine, and I would encourage people to be spontaneous in that way because it's, it is inspiring and heartening. All right. Jane Croson, do you have anything you'd like to add? Probably my main concern about the upcoming Trump um, administration is um, environmental protection and this is potentially could pave the way for more extractive corporate um, things going on and I'm concerned about Maine's landscape and the UTs and um, today is the unorganized territories. Uh, yeah, the unorganized territories which really don't have as many protections as organized townships. Today is the last day to um, take the survey at the 
LUPC land, um, um, you can you can find the survey on nat, the Natural Resources Council of Maine's website, which is nrcm.org. Yeah. And and that's a survey about um, how do you value unorganized territories in Maine's Northwoods and Maine's Downeast Woods that you know and care about what is a, what would be appropriate use um, and uh, conservation of the resources there. Okay. Yeah, I filled uh, this is Jennifer. I filled out that survey about a month ago and you got to choose your favorite places in the unorganized territories and explain why they were and what your visions were for them. And it was very personal and it's um kind of fun to fill out as well as you feel like I felt like I really had a voice in those talking about those areas. Is that an NRCM sponsored thing or is that the no. it's for, it's so just it's have a link LUPC, to the, which LUPC's is Land Use website. Planning Commission. I think it's the the new Lurk, the new Lurk, yeah. right? Yeah. The new Lurk. I think we have uh, time to take these last two phone calls as long as they're brief. Uh, first up is Lindy from Southwest Harbor. Welcome to Maine Currents, Lindy. Hi, I'm sorry I missed most of the program, but um, I, I have to say that there's no getting around on the fact that 52 percent of white women voted for Trump. His blatant sexism calling Hillary disgusting when she used the bathroom. I'd like to know what she she was doing in there. His groping of women, I mean, it's just horrendous. Saying that a reporter was bleeding from wherever. Yes, right. And uh, it's it's so so heinous. And uh, the the other really big concern I have is his alliance with uh, Putin and, uh, and Aleppo, which does not get talked about very often what is happening in Aleppo and he hasn't said a word about the atrocity that's happening in, in Aleppo and, and um, but right now uh, his sexism is frightening and the women that voted for him just say oh you know they don't mind one bit I can't I can't even talk to people in this community here who voted for him I'm so appalled so thank you for the people on, on, on your um, of course yours is most important to me what are we going to do? This man is evil. He is evil. There's no giving him a chance. Look at who's he, who he's appointing to his cabinet. It's frightening. Well, thanks anyway, Amy, and thank you all for speaking on the program. Thanks for your call, Lindy. We have time for one last call. This is, uh, is it Jaco and Abbott? Jacko? Yep, Jacko. Welcome to Main um, Currents. Yeah, I, I've been uh, learning a bit about this uh, Pizzagate controversy, and it's if anything, it makes me think that uh, the government should be doing a lot more, you know, fighting pedophilia and sex trafficking. The amount of money that's spent on that compared to, like, terrorism, you know, a drop in the bucket. That's and that this Pizzagate uh, issue, if you really take a look at it, there's definitely some, a lot of uh, truth in it. Some of it is really you know full of garbage are you referring to the uh, allegations of uh, sexual assault of a 13 or 14 year old girl is that the well you know there was a man named jeffrey epstein who was um, right right convicted of uh, sex trafficking and um and a lot of people are connected to him and then if people research they find you know, there's a lot of questionable people. I'm not yeah. saying everybody, or but there are people within higher up systems of power and money that seem to, you know, 
be able to get away with stuff like that. Jacko, we're going to have to leave I'm that sorry. topic for another show because we don't have time to get into the details. So unfortunately, I think a lot of people listening, you're right, probably don't know what you're talking about. And maybe that's something we can talk about another time. I think the uh, young woman that is supposed to be at the center of that has a few times said she's going to go public and then withdrawn from public. Uh, and there are various theories about that, the most obvious one being that that's a scary thing to do. But we don't have time to tackle that right now or even explain all the ins and outs of it because this program is just about over. So thank you for your call. Thank you, everyone who called. I want to do a go around the table. And Jennifer, this time you're going first with any final thoughts that you have or anything that you didn't get a chance to say before we wrap up. We have like a minute, minute and a half before we have to finish for the day. Uh, I just feel optimistic after listening to all these people calling in with all their different organizations and ideas, and we hopefully will coalesce around some central issues, and I'm sure we can make a difference. Thanks, Jennifer. Jane, I guess just Jane keep Grisen. talking to each other is good, and, and networking, staying connected, and lots to talk about this winter. Yes, yeah. And we're attempting to stay on top as much as we can of what's going on and disseminating it to the community. We have an email alert list if people would like to be on that to hear what we know of that's going on. Um, just email us at info at peacectr.org. All right. Well, thank you all for joining me today. My guests in the studio here on Main Currents have been Karen Mary's daughter, who you just heard. She's at the Peace and Justice Center of Eastern Maine, Jane Crozen, and Jennifer Riefler. John Greenman was our engineer today. Uh, Susan Dixon-Smith also called in as a guest. And thank you to all of the listeners who called in as well. You've been listening to Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. You can catch us here every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And also, several people brought up Standing Rock. Don't forget, tomorrow on Radioactive at 4.30, we'll have more on Standing Rock. And if you go to our archives, we've had a lot of not just the national programs from Democracy Now!, but a lot of coverage on Wabanaki Windows and Radioactive of the issues happening at Standing Rock, and they are archived at weru.org. Stay tuned. We've got Democracy Now! coming up next, followed by Jazz Straight Ahead with Larry Stahlberg here on Community Radio WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at weru.org. And we got a few minutes before the hour of 5 o'clock, so let me give you a quick rundown of the weather as we're looking at the weather for tonight. A slight chance, a chance of rain, uh, mostly cloudy with a high near 43 this afternoon, the, rain, the rest of the day. Rain tonight mainly after 8 o'clock, low around 39. East winds 10 to 16 miles an hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%. And we're looking at a new precipitation amount of between a half and three quarters of an inch tonight. So... Thursday, rain before noon, then a chance of showers between noon and 3 p.m., high near 46. East winds 9 to, 6, 9 to 18, becoming northwest in the afternoon. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts for tomorrow between a quarter and a half of an inch possible. Support for WERU comes from Maine Farmland Trust, a member-supported nonprofit organization focused on reviving the working landscape and securing a future for farming in Maine. More information on protecting farmland and supporting farmers at Maine Farmland